we're not going against one another. Together we're a team, the problem we'll fix. Regardless of whether it came as my problem or your problem, we will solve it together. Hi, my name is Aggie and this is Biohacking Bestie. The one-stop shop for a modern queen where you can find biohacking courses, self-growth courses, and where you can find the most incredible community of women so you can hit all of your biohacking goals and beyond. Welcome biohackers in another episode of Biohacking Bestie. And even though I was lucky enough to host the greatest thinkers on this planet, somehow my episode with you, my darling fiance, ended up getting the most views of all times. Fiance slash bio slacker bio slacker <laughs> that's the uh the, coin, the t- coined term for that's me it. apparently that's it so most viewed yeah so you know people are saying they want to see more of you and i love Great. when you come over and we get to chat um and maybe we can reflect back on what happened since our last conversation so we recorded our previous conversation in bali about three or four months ago and it was in May. Yeah. And the, the big plot twist was that we decided to go back together after five months of being broken up. And fast forward to last week, we are now engaged. We're now engaged. Congratulations. <laughs> to you too. <laughs> so how did we get here? How did we get here? Um, what happened since last time we chatted? I feel like this interview was so interesting. Peanut... This moved, Mike. What was super interesting, we recorded that interview because there was this deep need to communicate, like, why did we break up in the first place? Because it felt like it was... And even just between you and I to be able to share it, right? Not necessarily for other people to see, but it was also important from a sense of honesty and vulnerability for us to share with other people, but for you and I to really understand what did that look like. Yeah, I think neither of us ever feel like... Basically, when we broke up, I had to ask myself, am I sharing what happened out of the pure need of self-expression and feeling like I want to be the most authentic version of myself on social media? Or I feel like there is a need to explain myself in front of my audience. And I didn't want to have a conversation with you from that place, that unhealthy place of having to explain myself. I wanted to grow to the moment where I basically feel like, oh, it feels good to share. Perhaps it resonates with people. Maybe it doesn't. We posted that interview. Yeah, it did not resonate with a lot of seven hundred thousand people. The some of the seven hundred thousand people that watched the the one minute excerpt. You know, uh, one of the the cuts from it. Yeah, one of the cuts from it. We woke up in the morning the next day, and Jacob's like, ah, "I told you we shouldn't have like posted." Well, I think actually reflecting back, there's like a beautiful bit of work and lesson for me in letting go of the judgment surrounded by that or the judgment I felt toward myself surrounding that because we woke up in the morning after this, yeah, this one excerpt from from the full conversation, which without the context of the rest of the video, I don't think necessarily exp- really showed much mm-hmm. or really s- explained the full thing unless you actually watched it. So waking up and seeing all these people kind of like hating on us, my immediate gut reaction was like, oh, like knee-jerk reaction sorry was like oh we shouldn't have done it this is bad like blah blah and like it's better to keep everything private yeah better see we shouldn't have done it but like you know a few hours after that it took me some time but then the same day i was kind of like actually okay this is good enjoy like you know take it for what it is like accept 
kind of what's gone out and the response from people and and find comfort in that discomfort mm -hmm. um but that was a even just that in itself was like a moment for me of like oh here's an opportunity to to grow and be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation yeah and um, there was this my view was like okay sometimes when you want to express yourself you're going to get misunderstood and that's also okay and it's not easy because I feel like this this need to be understood is really present for me and I would spend a lot of my energy trying for people to get me and you know you know whenever I have a conflict with somebody or t they take what I meant as the opposite yeah. you know how much it bothers me yeah. um and being okay with being misunderstood is really tough but also really necessary for for my ego and kind of understanding that it's how people see me, how you see me right now, has nothing to do with me, right? Yeah. What you see. Your perception of someone else is purely your perception. It has nothing to do with that person. Yeah. Like, And it's we, reality is perceived, you know. And vice so, versa, though. It's like what you think people think of you is what your reality is. Yeah. But it's 99% of the time inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> I think G. Shetty says that you're not who you are. You're not who you, uh, You're not what people think you are. You are who you think people think you are, yeah. and That's it's so your funny. view of yourself. Yeah, that you what you think other people others think th of you, which is always skewed. And I think it's really important to understand that it's like it's impossible to ever share a full picture, even though we tried. And there is this need for for self expressing. So whatever we see in others, um, it's it's a reflection of us, right? Like I, it's I. A lot of times when you like talk to um, different people and they're like, oh, don't you, aren't you worried that people are going to take advantage of you or this and that? I'm like, wow, it even doesn't even come, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like my mind doesn't think that way. And so it's really interesting to, to just remember that, that whatever we think of others and what we see in others is something, an invitation for us to heal. It is. I think so. Yeah, we filmed this, podca this podcast episode. Um, I think we were kind of midway. Did we have puppies at that point? Yeah, yeah, that was towards the end. We had puppies, uh, five puppies, which are still doing well, for those of you curious. Uh, we get to see them very soon. Oh, we actually just just paid for their yeah. ball snapping. Snipping <laughs> and some other surgeries. Um, but, uh, yeah, we uh, we get to see them soon. But, um, you know, we had this. We are out in Bali. We were enjoying this time together as two single people. And... For me, at least, um, of course, there was a want, you know, spending that time with you, connecting with you in that way, having this kind of weird little family that we kind of adopted um, was a, an invitation for me to kind of see that, oh, like I, like, I still so much want to see this work. But one of the things that I think I had, there were things that throughout our relationship I know that I had kind of like held on to out of fear of judgment or fear of like whatever outcome that was that I told myself it could potentially be and didn't share those things with you um so at a point throughout that time in Bali um I got very honest with myself and shared in a letter to you some very vulnerable things and the funny is just to give you guys some a little bit of context is this was you know we're broken up we're kind of acting like we're broken up, like separate bedrooms, da da da, da. And then we, Jacob wanted, it was a morning in Bali and he wanted to show me something on his phone. And this was like constantly, 
every time I was on your Instagram, there was this one girl and like the like super hot and I don't I don't know who she was, but she was always the the green like circle on Instagram that you're in like her close friends. I'm like close friend. I don't even know that girl. Like what the hell? And I'm thinking, okay, he's single. He's allowed to you know he's moved on. He's you have some new friends, and then basically. But I couldn't get myself out of the mood. I'm like, oh, like it bothers me. Why does it still bother me that you have this, you know, always this girl coming up in your, um, you know, uh, on your Instagram? And I think you saw that something bothered me that day. Maybe you didn't. And basically he's like, I need to tell you something. And I wrote a letter. So my heart basically stopped. I was like, oh, no, he he has three babies with this girl since I like... <laughs> So this remember we had it before. So I created this whole story about this girl that you're now with and have babies, and you, she's definitely pregnant with another one. And then you know he's like, "I'll I leave the letter for you in a few hours." So the whole few hours, I was like, "That's it. It might be okay with you just moving on." Da da da. And then obviously you said something completely different, which was something that we get to keep for ourselves for now. Uh, but it was really first of all. I felt so relieved that you 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 don't have babies with another woman. <laughs> the full story you told yourself. Yeah. Um, no, I think I mean just to back to what I was saying. I think the what I realized for me at least was this kind of moment of ultimatum with myself, where it was like, well, look, like this woman's my best friend, regardless of whether we're together or not. Okay, me, not that yeah. woman there. This is your own woman. <laughs> this woman that I'm talking to is my best friend and you know has been my lover at this point not regardless of that step forward in whichever form it comes like i know i'll have a weight off my shoulders by sharing what i did um and either it brings us really close or it's closure for me in that i needed for this um and i think that was really really kind of a tipping point for me especially with how we were in Bali, um, to be able to then share share that and talk to you. And obviously then following those conversations, actually how close it brought us. And what was because you your initial reaction was that I basically will never speak to you again. Yeah, I mean, I, do, I didn't know what the outcome would be, but my kind of was like, I was comfortable with either scenario at that point. Obviously, I would have hoped couldn't have hoped that we would be sat in this position now engaged that's you know that was like you know wild potential path <laughs> which we got to with like all the boxes being ticked in every point but like um yeah it was a it was kind of a well i don't know which way this goes but i know yeah, i need to share with you because we i can't personally move forward without truly being vulnerable and i think one of the things that held us back throughout that stage of our relationship was that lack of vulnerability from me which i think then in turn builds a lack of vulnerability within you because you don't feel like you can be vulnerable because you kind of probably know that i'm not being yeah and it's like a big secret that you know i had no idea about and you know there's like a cliche statement you never know what someone goes through but to never know what your partner goes through was really just like shocking and I had, was like oh my god how did I I have no idea after all these years and what would you say was how did you receive my reaction or what what did you feel in that moment you left the letter and uh, I mean I think went to the beach to swim 
Uh, I, I think, I mean, instantly, obviously, like, with us talking afterwards when you came over, like, a a beautiful amount of empathy, which I think, I don't know, I mean, I really don't know what I was expecting, but that was a, you know, a great outcome in my head. I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> but, like, to, for us to be able to sit and talk and empathy and curiosity and interest and and a level of comfort and safety in, in how we communicated about it was was beautiful. And I think that for both of us, I think it really unlocked something. Yeah, I think there's only, again, another super cliche thing. You can only love someone as much as you love yourself. And I think you didn't really love yourself. You know, you said like, yeah, I don't mind myself. I think I'm okay. But I think that deep, you didn't really celebrate it exactly for who you are and your story and your past. You were in constant judgment of the perfect Jacob that has to get everything right and you weren't getting it and you didn't really like allow that love to to pierce through yeah and it affects every aspect of everything right yeah and it was really hard I always said it's really hard to view if someone was so hard on on themselves that was my thing that I would always tell you or you would say who doesn't who has the gives the impression that doesn't have anything quote unquote wrong with them oh yeah because that was like another thing I was like oh you know I'm exploring this and doing ayahuasca to get to the bottom of that feeling of unworthiness and this. And you were like, I don't have any issues, but if you want to work on yours, that's great. And I was like, wait, people don't have issues. So I felt even more alone. Ha- yeah, alone because you kind of felt like, you know, I don't have any secretaries. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then fast forward to like seeing you, that was like the most beautiful moment without getting into too much detail. But seeing you so vulnerable, so courageous, choosing your growth, choosing the harder thing to do was like, I remember sitting on the beach in Bali and I like literally just fell in love with you again, which is as crazy as it sounds. And this was this like, how can a situation like this completely change your relationship? And when we were, I just still don't understand because I remember thinking, a miracle would have to happen for us to get back together. Yeah. Like, oh, puppies are cute. You would get back together. I'm like, yeah, they're cute, but he still but has the same grow issues. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> puppies are cute for six months. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like not really feeling it. I was like, man, that's yeah. not gonna happen. And that thing happened, and I was like, oh my god, like he has so much history and so much past and so many things I didn't see about him, and he was kind of like hiding that I love, love, love to just explore that more and love it more and just be here to see it, you know, to, to it's just a part of your journey. So we kind of were like, fuck, let's do it. This is exciting. And the funny thing is once we, and this is something that our spiritual coach helped us, helped us understand that this was like a next level of self-love that helped us change slightly the vibration of the relationship. Yeah. So all the petty things that would annoy me you taking my personal assistant after we broke up, da 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 da, and I was like so hurt by that. Suddenly, one. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like I don't care. Yeah, didn't matter. Like, and I was like, and then called Adriana, and I was like, Adriana, like I don't make. I was so upset about our like my personal assistant going to, to work with Jacob now, and da da da, and this and that, and how all of these, you know. And now like I don't give a shit. Like it doesn't matter. And she's like, "Well, once you like." enter the next level step into that new stage yeah new level. like the petty yeah. stuff don't it's matter just, it becomes petty and pointless <laughs> yeah and so that was really 
really cool to all of a sudden see like it didn't matter anymore. And so many, I, I. Well, I think, sorry to interrupt. I think it. Um, interrupt that thing, away. Because yeah? <laughs> before I would have bothered. So me. hot. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think, oh my God, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, I've lost it now for a minute. No. Go, go, go. I'll remember it again. Uh, no, I guess it was just like, I didn't understand the depth of the relationship that I can get to. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like that. And I've never experienced anyone being so bravely vulnerable about their story. And But it brings us together as a team, right? And I think that was the different thing that like really set for me at least after that. It was like, oh wow, like this is my person and whatever we now come up against, it becomes our problem to deal with together. Which I think prior to that had very much been this like, oh, if there's an issue I'll figure it out or you'll figure it out. And I had put that on to us as well. Like, oh, if you have a problem, you... Yeah, you do you, babe. Yeah, you, you and, and I, that's kind of how I had brought myself to this relationship. And I think in this new relationship that we're in, it's a very different approach. Yeah, and then, you know, me being a tough Polish lady, I was like, yeah, I can figure myself out, but I felt really overwhelmed. So I think since, since that conversation, since deciding to go for Jaggy 2.0, um it's it's really i think it's nice to hear our friends say that they can really sense the difference yeah i think it's like a deeper level of respect deeper level of responsibilities but also it's understanding that you're not like you are a man and i'm a woman but we are human beings and we really just connect here. We, we, we're embodying every aspect of being a human being. Right? Yeah. And in a way that's, um, like I, I, I only realized like the patch, the, the price men pay for being a patriarchal, living a patriarchal masculine world is also very high. And you know, if you don't have your shit together 24 seven, you know, you're non grand cordon who's flying a private jet and killing it and making millions and whatever you're not a man yeah and if you're crying you're not a man if you're not sleeping around and don't have a six-pack and you know i don't know not polyamorous or you know didn't have a hundred like female like girls you're not a real man but uh, there's this idea of like what a real man is like spiritual community has their own shadows of what that might mean but that yeah. that's basically the idea if you're not ticking those boxes all of a sudden i don't know God forbid your woman makes more money and then she's she's masculine and you're feminine like or shit like that instead of just realizing the money comes to the relationship through either of us yeah depending on the season and yeah, so we've said through, that we spoke to this kind of like abundance that comes through both of us at different but for times, the relationship but for the relationship not, but not for the person yeah. so when we first started dating I was struggling financially I still remember right at the beginning of our dating they closed my bank account when I was in Europe and I had no access to money for like two months, like zero. I would have to go back to America to get That's what you told me. Okay. <laughs> Remember that? No, no, I was yeah, so no, stressed. So basically, Chase, I didn't sign something against gambling. Uh, so they closed my account, put all the money that I had in a check and sent it to my apartment in LA. So I had no access to my money. And we just started dating. So I was like, oh my God, like I have to ask him, hey, can I have $100 so I can like to survive and it was uh, that and then I started making money and then you lost a lot of money in crypto then I lost money selling swimwear um and still you know that that business closed because you know got scammed 
and which happens is beautiful you know how me not get attached to to you know financial outcomes and then you i wouldn't say you're struggling right now but it's definitely like this you invested a lot of money in your new business dreamland um because you wanted to slow up a a slower process you know something that's going to take a lot longer to take off and the jobs i'm doing in other parts require a lot of investment into getting them done so it's like the return for me right now it's like i get so much enjoyment for what i do but it doesn't bring significant income yeah because obviously basically jacob had this dream for his clothing rent and he decided to ever to do everything perfect like the best quality you know like these t-shirts should be sold for like two three four hundred dollars he's selling them for 60 so he has no margin i'm getting frustrated because i feel like you shouldn't be doing business like this because you're not getting any margins and you're like da 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 right so i'm stepping into my um you know like i'm trying not to give him advice but i also feel like you know i feel like no don't do this like so stressful but you have to also go through that business and you want to invest in that business you want to provide something that you're providing right and there was this idea of like dreamland needs time to grow and i need to trust that you know how to run this business without me feeling like i like we need support yeah or that you need to be quote involved in that yeah for sure um but then it's also for you to understand how to receive support from me during that time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like, you know, as we said, it comes through waves and the the season we're in now with business and everything, it's like I'm learning to be comfortable with the dynamic of, oh, cool, this is a season where Aggie's going to make a lot more money than I am and to be comfortable that that's actually, okay, well, no, this is what we're running together as a relationship and as a team and not feel like, okay, my response to that is I have to find ways to earn as much or more than her and break my back over doing that and become miserable and put stress on us instead of finding other ways to support the relationship and us and what you're doing and what I'm doing. Mm, and I think it's like that, like I was, the thing that I was most attracted to you originally is the fact that you're an artist right and the artist inherently are connected with the feminine energy of the creation right like the flow the way that you see things that most people don't is way more attractive to me than your ability to pay for a private jet and count numbers like i don't it's not as exciting to me but the way you look at the world the way how you how, you know hold your camera the way how you create right and the vision that you have for things like that is just like beautiful but that is in a way a feminine quality and i think what's really beautiful to see is that you it it's the contrast and the balance of feminine and masculine which is you're hot you strong you always like lift heavy and you always you know grab bags for me and whatnot and you are very directional and you know exactly what you want to do and yet you're very connected with that creative part of you which is you know the two are just the most beautiful thing in the world and i think it's it's really interesting how i haven't met a man yet who really fit that picture of 
of the the typical masculine energy and and seemed attractive to me if that makes sense yeah finding a way to embody both in a way that's authentic to ourselves right and i think that reflects to you beautifully in a way that like you know your drive and ability to manage teams and build like incredible products and come up with incredible ideas also balances with the want for you to just like disconnect and relax and fall into your kind of more feminine role so to speak and finding space to do both and i think that's what we've allowed we've worked hard to get to a point where we can find and ebb and flow between the two for ourselves Mm. it's super beautiful how how did you like decide that it's the right time for us to transition into um fiance and fiance fiance and fiance (laughs) to engagement um i mean i knew from 2017 that that would one day be a scenario um but i think coming back together i was kind of just like why am i gonna wait this i know this is right like i know this is exactly people were like well you waited six years but yeah no. in the meantime we're in different relationships we're just friends and we kind of got to no i'm saying so we after the relationship that we broke up in february and then getting back together i'm like okay cool we're getting back together like i don't want to wait like i want to I want us to move forward and really tackle this in a new way, approach this in a brand new way. Um, And I guess that for me, like, you know, we went traveling all through the summer and whatnot, but nowhere really excited me to propose. Like, propose in Italy, everyone goes to fucking Italy. Propose in Greece, everyone propose. Like, like most people go, oh, wow, it's such a unique place to propose. For me, it's like, oh, well. We've been there. Not just we've even been there. It's like, it's going to happen that evening, that same evening, we're going to be excited to talk about it and post about it. It's going to go on Instagram. I would just what, like tell parents. Oh, we, I don't it's, think we would post the same day, but yeah. You know, it's going to be within a 48-hour period that we would probably do it and post and share. And the one place that I could think of where year on year we go with the intention of actually disconnecting and being present is Burning Man. It's a choice where I don't feel guilty to, you know, as we approach the gates of Burning Man, go airplane mode. Perfect. We're offline. I'm not coming back online until I come back out of this world. And I also knew that by doing it at Burning Man, we would be the most present we possibly can be in our calendar year without feeling guilty, which is very interesting in the work that we do, obviously, online and stuff, where this is often guilt for disconnecting. And I think we're getting better at that. But for me, Burning Man felt like the ultimate place, something that's very special to you and I, something that we've... Connected. Most people can't go to because it's like quite, yeah. Not because from, they from, can't afford it or anything. No, but from, it's a, from an organization, from a from a planning, from a commitment to going. It's not like you're turning up at Coachella and like everything's sorted. It's like it requires infrastructure from yourself and everyone else going. And this that's what I mean. Effort. You don't need money, but you need effort and planning, and like radical self reliance. Like, and so, part of that journey to get to the point of proposing to you at Burning Man was of course telling all of my closest people asking your parents which i wrote a little letter in polish um asking your mom and your dad and your sister whether i could have your hand in marriage um and And what did they say my mom said should we amazing no they were both super excited and then your mom was curious about the ring of course as my mom was (laughs) um and then figuring out a way to uh 
proposed to you in an authentic moment that felt right to us. And I didn't, I had a few ideas of where that would be at Burning Man. Initially, it was skydiving. Um, I got upset. Yeah. As, and as I've heard post proposal, it's not uncommon for the for the woman to get frustrated and wanting to do something totally different than what the man has planned for a proposal. We heard it a few times from people that follow us. Um, but uh, yeah, because he's like, we're gonna go skydiving. I'm like, okay, but we should do it on that first day. And do you do you know what you want to wear? I'm like, I don't really care. But we're gonna jump here. And I'm like, after like two hours, I'm like, babe, I love you, but like, it's all you can Fuck talk skydiving. about. Fuck skydiving. Like, like, I'm not going skydiving. You basically took away. Part the- of my plan was to, you know, jump, land, as we land, propose. So obviously in my head, I'm like, all right, perfect. We're going to figure out the skydiving. We've got to make sure it's right. We're going to do this. There's a bunch of sequences that we have to do at Burning Man in order to be able to skydive. We've got to tick these boxes. From your perspective, you're like, all he cares about is fucking skydiving. Yeah. I'm so over this. This is boring. I'm a burning man. I don't want to think about this. Yeah. So like I pivoted pretty quickly, actually, into like, okay, we always go out and take photos. But this was my plan B all along. And you can ask family, actually. They were like, what's your plan B? I was like, okay, I don't have a plan B. And plan B turned into plan A. Very yeah, quickly. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've typically taken photos and we go out on the playa for just one evening. We love it. It's sunset. We, have, we get creative and fun. And this time, you know, Aggie's got this marvelous outfit. Just looking absolutely incredible. Like perfect queen energy that we're going into this moment with. Um, so I'm like, just before we're leaving, like kind of looking for the ring. Grab it out my bag, stuff it in my pocket. <laughs> and then we go out to the playa and... Um, I'm in my silly mood. You're in your silly mood, playing around, talking too much. The sun's going down. I'm like trying to get a shot. It's not really working. And then at this point, I was just in my head. I was like, fuck it. We're going to get a shot. It's going to be what it is. Weirdly enough, I care more about this moment being good for you and I. Like, it's like, I just wanted, Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a photographer. Like I care about how things look and I care about all of that. So it was a big deal for me. And I knew it would be a big deal for you for us to have this beautiful moment. Obviously, you had no idea, though. So <laughs> at some point, I was going to like, all right, fuck it. It's going to be what it's going to be. Hit record. Get a, pretend we're getting a nice video. And our moment happened. And I don't think there could have been a better moment for that to have happened. Like, yeah. in our entire relationship, it just worked. From that point, throughout that night and the rest of the Burning Man, it was just, like, perfect. Yes. Mine is the 30 seconds in our friends. Like, yo, you guys want any photos? And we're like... <laughs> Uh, no, but even yeah, so, it's perfect. Perfect. You have to look at that moment as there are seventy five thousand people at Burning Man, and within the thirty second period, deep in the middle of the playa that I was proposing to you, one of our friends came past at that moment. Like the chances are, are wild, and it created for a really funny moment for us, yeah. which we'll remember forever. Obviously, alongside the fact we were getting engaged. Yeah, but, but because for me, I was like, I wasn't sure if she's in, and she's just arriving to take a photo. So I'm like, ah. Uh, Hi, I know because I'm like hi, and then she's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Wait, maybe she doesn't see that we're both on our knees." I have a ring ring in my hand. Yeah, so she didn't see, and so I was like, "Does she get it? Does she not get it? Does she know what you're doing?" You know, I didn't know. Yeah, and then the moment I think she clocked on and was like, "Oh shit, this is happening." It was very much like I should leave. Like (laughs) bad timing, but beautiful. Anyway, I think we. uh, It's funny. We found a way to like. That whole night just became this beautiful collection of connecting with friends. And to kind of close out that point was an amazing way for us to revel in this moment of our love and celebrate that so presently. 
Yeah, I think I personally don't think I ever plan on sharing about my engagement right away. Like that was my intention, but being on my phone, like there's so many messages every single day. It's like at least 200 messages on WhatsApp, so many emails. You, your focus is pulled into a million direction into other people's agenda constantly. And you don't see until you turn your phone off and you're like, oh, is that what presence feels like? And I think when I say share, more like you'd want to call your mum, as I would want to yeah. call my, like we want to call family, tell friends, like do all of this stuff, be on our phones to do it. And that pulls you away from the here and now. And I was remember there was a point that night when I looked and I was like, we literally have nowhere to go and like nowhere to be. Yeah. Like we are literally here and this is exactly where we're meant to be. And it's such a rare moment and a rare feeling. Yeah, and then we went to a temple. We put a little intention, you know, had a little cry and just felt so good to be um, setting intention for that period of our life yeah. to not just, like, rush anywhere and basically decide to ride a bike, meet our friends, with, um, you know, just hoping that we're going to run into them. We go to this party, and who do we see? <laughs> Your ex-girlfriend. Most people would be like, are you kidding me? We just got, like, engaged. engaged. We go fuck? to a party, and we run into a girlfriend you haven't seen. In yeah, a few two, years. Yeah, two, three, well, 2019, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, four years. So we're basically like, talk about timing, but she was, it was actually super healing because she was super sweet. We had a hug, like, she was like, oh, I always knew you guys were meant to for each other. It was such a beautiful moment, like it, and it solidified even more for us how right this Yeah, she gave us like a, um, Zoe, we love you, thank you so much, because that was really special to have you there and actually just like, Getting that blessing from the past into the future was like really yeah. special. Like my maybe my old ego Aggie would be like, I cannot believe she's here. She should leave. And why is she coming up to us? But she was like, we both embraced it in such a beautiful way. And it was yeah, such a, like a like beautiful from her as well to be able to express. Yeah, she's super that. emotionally mature. And yeah. and I it probably was the highlight of <laughs> and to see her there. Yeah, it was Which, beautiful. Yeah, and I, but it continued that evening with this. No, you're moving my speaker, your stretches <laughs> um, with my microphone. Um, like this connection with friend after friend and celebration. Yeah, and it was great that we didn't call our parents. I was like, like so old school to wait what five or six days. And I had give, I had warned everyone that throughout the week it would most likely be Thursday or Friday. Turned out to be Wednesday, <laughs> so a little bit sooner. But like I know that they were kind of like, okay, at least we can. We can think about it on that day that yeah. they're probably engaged. And I know my mom and uh, Molly and Alice were like, okay, we're just going to be thinking good vibes that day. <laughs> we're going to be celebrating in our head. Oh, and then, yeah. So sweet. Yeah. They were uh, wanting to just like revel in that moment with us, even though they couldn't, you know, hear it from us until we were able to call in those moments of being able Hike, to tell everyone. Mud man. Mud man. Yeah. That was, that was super cool. Um, I'm just trying to think what would be like, one takeaway that we, I think for me, just even from this whole experience from being in a most beautiful connection originally, we met each other in 2017. I was like, he's my person. We just get each other, like my best friend. I just want to see him happy. I had this impression that the relationship that you were in wasn't meeting you and seeing you for who you were as a, like, as a pure soulmate. I'm like, you're not feeling honored and you're, it doesn't honor you and I think there was a level of you feeling the same way but we basically went our own ways did our own thing like a year later I went through a breakup 
you were going through a really tough relationship of your life, so it's kind of like we called it, even though it didn't seem like it would be the reality a year prior. But within that year, everything just started falling apart for both of us. And then 2019, you broke up with your long-term girlfriend. I just got into a new relationship, so is this was this moment of like, hey, like, you know, what's was between us? I'm like, I don't know. I have a new boyfriend. I'm totally fine. So whatever. And then you got new girlfriend. <laughs> and then we both went to Burning Man in 2019 with our partners. We somehow ended up running into into one another. And you basically... Multiple times. Multiple times. And I remember this one night that you just kind of felt like, I feel like I have like feelings for you that are very present. And I'm like, well, too bad. Too late. You know, I'm in a relationship. I'm happy. Just kind of leave me alone. His eyes said a different story. Maybe, <laughs> but like my 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 words were like, you know, I'm committed. I'm not interested. You know, please just give me space. And then fast forward to another year, I was broken up with that boyfriend. You, you were that was just like very yeah. short relationship for you as well. Um, but it was 2020, and you wrote a chapter of my book, and basically, we were both single. Uh, and there was right before the pandemic, it was like February, my book, I launched a travel book three weeks before the pandemic happened. And Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Where to travel? Like right nowhere. Nowhere. Um, and so I remember you wrote a chapter and I wanted to give you a copy and we met at a bar and we had like a, like a cool vibe back then. I was like, oh, he's yeah, kind of hot. And he's like, I'm like, maybe we can just see where this goes. This feels really nice. And you said... I'll be back in two weeks. Well, five weeks because my ankle was broken and I had to leave. Yeah, but you said I'll be back in... Uh, I'll be back in five weeks. I'm going to be back and we're making this. Yeah, work. he's like, I'll be back on March 10. Yeah. And I'm like, great. I'm coming back from South Africa that day. Let's just see what it goes. And obviously... COVID. Pandemic. Boom. Yeah. That was that. And um, sorry, were you, where were you going with this question with the takeaway? No, no, but <laughs> like, I'm just like painting a picture of like the ups and downs, up and downs. It felt like it was always the wrong timing. Yeah. I was single, you were not single. Single, no, 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 no. We get together and I think there was still an expectation of what we thought it was going to be in 2017 and didn't really allow that to... No, I mean, 20, 2020 was great. 2020 was great. And then I think throughout time beyond that, yeah, because it's like, 20, like, you know. I guess it's like the relationship is evolving and every... I wasn't really trying to recreate 2017 or 18. I just was like holding on to this idea of who we used to be. Yeah. But we went on this like massive spiritual. So like, different to who we were six months prior and six months prior before that. And we didn't allow ourselves to reset every few months to the people we are in the, were in those moments. Right. Yeah. So we were living in the past. Yeah. And so that led us to then um, basically... Getting, arriving at a place in, in our relationship that was, it was, we were never really bad. Like when I think of like, oh, unhappy, like it's not like I was ever like unhappy or you that we were like, it wasn't fighting. what it should be. It didn't feel like a full, wow, fuck yes, this is incredible. And yet we it knew was we complacent. were, each, yeah, we knew, we, we knew this was each other's persons. Yeah. But it didn't feel like what we felt, knew it should feel like. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, we shared in the previous podcast, you can listen to the backstory of what it really was. Broke up. Best decision ever. 
And I think getting back together was obviously really scary and vulnerable, but like in that last three months it was really beautiful to just get to this place and, you know. Truly feel like a fucking team. Yeah. It feels really great. And our like our the thing that we kind of like believe in is that it's always asked against the problem, whatever. Never at We're not we're not going against one another. Together we're a team. The problem we'll fix. Regardless of whether it came as my problem or your problem, we will solve it together. Yeah. And I think in the past we tend to tend to blame each other for something. I was like, Oh babe, like you didn't lock the bikes and they got stolen why did you not lock the bikes? so i would go after jacob and now it's kind of like all right whoever's fault that was we have no bikes the problem is the bikes what do we do instead of like wasting the energy to like blame somebody which is such a a huge very simple but wildly effective tool (laughs) yeah like honestly like i think it's been one of the biggest revelations for us to just like feel so connected to one another that it's us against the problem yeah I love that. That's right. That's right, Pina. I know. Super in love. <laughs> it was really cool because I, I never thought. Oh, yeah. You never thought I would get you a nice ring. That's true. Because <laughs> we never talked about it. I didn't want to be like. You didn't have a single conversation about what a good engagement ring And the only like rings that I have are from my friend Logan. And they definitely don't look anything like that. They're way more spiritual and like quotes and like, you know, snakes and stuff and they're gold so we never had that conversation i genuinely don't really like engagement rings but i'm like fuck it's just gonna be a year i can get to not wear it and whatever i just tell them that i go to the, <laughs> to the gym and I take it off or whatever like traveling and then when i first saw it I was like wow so beautiful it's so me and you did so well thank you <laughs> i truly it feels it feels really really light and i feel like it was meant to be on that finger all along that's right. Yeah. All right, exciting. And um, I guess now the plan is planning an engagement party really quick before traveling and a wedding. A wedding. So soon. Next very year. open to any suggestions and wedding planners, let us know. <laughs> that's it. And thanks for having like me to... on the podcast. Thank you I for coming. Being here. I hear some great things happening for you soon. Do you want to talk about your business ventures? Uh, I mean, we're going to be. Surprise, there's always a surprise at the end. For those who stay, there's always that little... Little bit of juice, some nectar for everyone. Um, so, obviously, we've been... <laughs> we've been... Aggie's been exploring the supplement world for a long time. Um, and we think there's an opportunity um, to look at how to support men in their supplement journey uh, on a fitness level as well and to be able to launch a product or multiple products that are going to be able to help Guys like myself who are on the move, who work for themselves, that are kind of not necessarily always in the same place at the same time and and need that kind of guidance and support of what supplements to take um, and schedules to be on uh, to be able to support them through uh, a new product that we're launching, if I can share the name or not. Definitely again. Biohacking Bro. It's coming. You guys have wanted it subconsciously, but didn't know it. Uh, (laughs) So it's coming. We're very excited. Uh, Lots of work to be done on that. Um, So look out for that very soon. And you heard it first. You see, it pays off to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Love you.